possible from a mixture of voices. Captain Brott's cold, dark eyes glared back. No further grumblings were made, yet there was truth to be found in those words. All their gear was soaked. The three men had worked furiously for many long minutes to ignite damp kindling and get a small fire started. The meager fire that warmed young Princess Adrina would not last long, and what would they do afterward? They could not bed down here. The road was narrow and the mire was on both sides of them. Besides, a night in the dampness of the mire and they would all catch their death of cold. Captain Brotz had planned to continue to march for a few more hours past sunset and reach Fratelwick Castle, but it was already night and the castle was still half a day's march away. Ahead there was a place where hillocks rose out of the mire. Surely there they should have better luck starting a base fire from which they could light many fires needed for the camp. But that still wouldn't solve their problems, for Captain Brotz knew those shallow hills. There it would be nearly as cold and as damp as if they had bedded down right where they were. No, Adrina needed to sleep in a bed beside a roaring fire. His men needed a place to dry wet clothes and wet gear. Fratelwick Castle and its commons was the only place where they'd find both. Captain Brotz looked to Adrina, then turned to one of his sub-commanders. Captain Adelton, command of the foot is yours. I want you to keep the men in good spirits and reach the castle as soon as possible. There'll be hot food and fires waiting if I have to rouse every innkeeper's cook within a mile of the castle. Captain Brotz turned to his second-in-command. Captain Trenmore, muster the horse. We ride for Fratelwick Castle. The long file was quickly regaining formation. Torches fanned out and faded into the dismal fog. Adrina seemed to be still dazed. She kept repeating, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, as Captain Brotz picked her up in his arms and carried her to his horse. A guardsman momentarily held Adrina while the captain mounted. Then Captain Brotz took her gently into his arms. While holding reins in one hand, he held her tightly with the opposite arm. Captain Brotz joined the middle of the horse column. Captain Trenmore fell in beside him. Despite dense fog, Captain Brotz urged the group to maintain a fast pace. They were in a race against time and bone-chilling dampness. The ridesmen feared the captain's wrath, and none offered further complaints. Their thoughts and concerns were also with the young Princess Adrina. She was royalty and thus revered. There were none among the simple men who had not given his life for hers. The night air grew steadily colder as the mire seemed to drink in the last remnants of reassuring heat. When mixed with the damp, the chill reached through thick clothing. An uncanny sense of dread hung in the air, and Father Jacob wasn't the only one who could feel it now. Soon all longed to reach a place where the hearty fire could be raised and the unchanging darkness of the mire left far behind. With the changing of temperature toward freezing came a slow, subtle end of the fog. Gradually it faded into small patches of outlying mist, and as the night drew on, the captain increased the pace accordingly. Oddly, though, a relieved sigh did not pass throughout until much later. A short distance ahead lurked a series of interconnecting low hills, and upon reaching them the captain stopped the group to release the stress from the intense pace. This gave the horses a short break for feed and water, and riders time to stretch sore muscles. Also, Captain Broadst wanted Father Jacob to check Adrina's condition to ensure it had not worsened. While the good father checked on Adrina, Captain Broadst momentarily stretched tired muscles. He gazed back across the mire they had traversed and into the darkness that surrounded them. He tried to convince himself that Adrina's accident had not changed his plans. His hope was to reach the castle commons in an hour, two at the most. Once inside the castle, Princess Adrina would be safe, and there she would stay. In a few days, when she was well enough to travel, she would continue on to Clave. He, however, could not afford to waste precious days waiting for a recovery only Father Jacob could ensure. Five days, he told himself. Five days to reach Alderaan. Captain Trenmore, who had been checking on the men, returned. 
It would seem our plans have changed, he said. Captain Broad shook his head. At times it seemed as if Captain Trenmore could read minds. No, nothing has changed. He wasn't in the mood for a conversation, so he spoke tersely. With Princess Adrina in such a state... You are forgetting one thing. We haven't even reached Fradlewick Castle yet. For now I will change no plans. The Prince's party will not leave Quashan until the seventh day. That gives us a week to reach our destination. A day's rest will be good for everyone. Less than a week. At the rate we are traveling, we are already a day or more behind schedule. We will obtain as many fresh mounts as we can and continue south in the morning as planned, unless I decide otherwise. Surely you do not intend to leave the princess and continue on. Captain Brotz turned away, ending the conversation. Father Jacob finished his examination of Adrina. He told Captain Brotz her condition had not worsened. After more blankets were wrapped around her, Captain Brotz gave the order to prepare for movement. Before Father Jacob went to his mount, he told Captain Brotz, Try not to jostle her so. I know you wish to move swiftly, but you must exercise caution. I do not know what bones she may have broken. Thank you, Father Jacob. I will try to remember that. Captain Brotz waited until Jacob was in the saddle, then called out, The prince's condition has not worsened. There is still hope, but we must move swiftly. Pray to Great Father, all. With renewed vigor after the short reprieve and the captain's enthusiastic words, the riders began anew. The ground did not level off immediately after the last of the hills were left behind. Instead, it seemed to slope gradually downward, its base enveloped in a bank of swirling mists. Captain Broads passed a warning along to the riders at the fore. Watch the trail before you carefully. With great reservation and careful hesitation, they entered the gray veil of dense fog for a second time. The captain hoped it would last only until they crossed the shallow point at the bottom of the long downgrade. For an instant he turned his eyes to look down upon Adrina to make sure his heavy woolen cloak was still pulled tightly around her. Soon, he said, soon we will stop. Rest, princess, rest. Suddenly the crying whinnies of a frightened mare broke the air, followed by the frantic yelling of the lead rider as he jerked harshly on his mount's reins. Captain Brodst! Captain, quickly! the rider shouted. The others behind him came to a similarly abrupt halt. Captain Brotz urged his mount faster and raced to the front of the group. He was amazed at what he saw as he approached the first rider. Ahead in the distance he could see nothing but water and loose patches of dense fog. The road was gone, apparently washed away. His fears rang true. A voice reached out into the darkness, seeming to stir even the hidden creatures of the mire. "'Bring up torches!' Captain Brotz cried out. "'Hurry, you louts!' A large gaggle of men stormed toward the captain. They raised their fiery brands high into the air. The only response to this was a scattered reflection off the water, a dingy yellow mirror of dull orange torch flames. It is only an illusion of the fog. The road is washed out at the bottom of the trail, nothing more. You there, and you, move out, ordered Captain Brotst. Those he pointed to shrank back, and his scowl deepened. Mount and ride out into the water, he ordered again. This time he pointed to two palace guardsmen and made sure he had eye contact with them. The trail must be there. Find it and be quick about it. The two chosen entered the dreadful darkness of the lurking waters with reverent care. Movements of their horses were slow and sluggish as the animals fought for every step through the sticky goo of the mire. They passed through layer upon layer of swirling gray. It seemed dark waters stretched out endlessly before them with no hope of an end. Their mounts began to sink deeper into the muck with each step. Soon the animals, having better sense than the riders, refused to move further without constant coaxing, and even then they became disquieted and whinnied their disapproval. The chosen two respected the keen sense of their mounts. When the yearning for a retreat out of the gloom became stronger than the urge to continue, they came to a frustrated halt. 
They puzzled for a moment over possible solutions, then attempted to maneuver in different directions, but to no avail. Their mounts only got more bogged down. Soon they would not be able to escape the mire's yearning grasp, and if strong beasts could not break free, neither could simple men. The road simply was not there. Captain! Captain Brott! screamed one of the men. Sir, there is only water ahead. We are sinking into the mire. We cannot continue. You must continue. We must reach the castle. There is a path. Find it. But, but Captain, said the other rider, we cannot go any farther. We will be lost. You must try. There is hope. Do not give up so soon. Push forward. The two bravely forced their mounts into movement. With each step, the animals sank deeper and deeper into the mud. Soon, cold water lapped at the rider's boots, and then there was no retreat backwards or forwards. They were completely stuck. Kicked, swatted, and cursed at, the horses felt the frustration of their riders, and it caused them to panic. The scene quickly turned to turmoil, with neither rider retaining a clear mind capable of rational thought. Desperation fed their frenzied movements and their crazed thoughts. Panic-stricken screams reached those waiting behind and created an alarm. No one knew what caused such desperation. Had something as black and as grim as the mire found the unsuspecting two? Was it waiting for them all out there in the swirling gray mist? Captain Brotz called out, What has happened? Do you need our assistance? He paused for a moment, waiting for a response. The shouts continued unabated. He quickly dispatched two additional riders to tread into the murky waters and assist the others. They did as ordered, but with great reservation. Try to remain calm, shouted Keeper Martin. He sensed the cause of the panic. Aid is coming to you. Captain Brotz nodded in agreement as he also realized what had occurred. He began passing out orders. He told the riders to wait, ordered several squads to come forward and pass the princess into safe hands. Ropes! 